Hope everybody's doing well today. Welcome to the African History Network show. It is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021, and we are live. It's been a very, very busy day. Juneteenth is coming up. I'll be headed to Atlanta very soon. I'm at the Juneteenth, ninth annual Juneteenth Atlanta Parade and Music Festival, uh, Friday, June 18th through Sunday, June 20th. And today we see Juneteenth is one big step closer to becoming a national holiday. We see the House of Representatives today, uh, Wednesday, uh, June 16th, uh, voted to approve the bill. Uh, it was uh, a overwhelming vote, only 14 Members of the House of Representatives voted against the bill. They were all Republicans, almost all of them white males. Even the African-American Republicans had enough sense to vote for the bill. So we're going to talk some about this. Congress votes overwhelmingly to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Congress votes overwhelmingly to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. And. What's important is that we also uh, have to teach the real history of Juneteenth. We have to teach the real history of Juneteenth. And we have to correct the history. Uh, people all across the country uh, need to know this history. Okay. So this is a, a big step. And Representative Sheila Jackson Lee led the charge on this. All right, so we'll talk about that. Now, then also, Texas is dominating the stories. Texas is dominate, dominating the headlines. Now, also, we see that uh, on Tuesday in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott, Republican, Gov Governor Greg Abbott signed a law, signed into law a bill that will uh, ban teaching, uh, teaching a critical race theory and this is to the objections of educators and civic groups, okay? Republican Governor uh, Greg Abbott just signed this bill. So Texas is dominating the headlines. And some people are saying, well, they don't want to teach the real history in schools, but they'll pass Juneteenth. Well, it was a big, they've been trying to get Juneteenth passed as a uh, national holiday since the 90s. So for Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, we talked about this yesterday because it passed the Senate on Tuesday. For Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, uh, not to object because he blocked the bill from passing in uh, uh, 2020. For him not to block the bill this time, he knows he will get uh, protests and get pressure from all across the country if he were to block that bill. But what a lot of people don't understand is that this is a tremendous opportunity to give America a massive history lesson because Americans are very ignorant of history. 
and many Americans are afraid of history. We can see the fight taking place, the, the attack on the 1619 Project, because they don't want to deal with the history of slavery, racism, systemic racism, Jim Crow segregation, things like this. So this is a massive opportunity for America to have a, a, a massive history lesson and a continuous massive history lesson. And then you connect the history of Juneteenth and what happened before it, 246 years of slavery, then the Reconstruction era. We deal with the fact that Special Field Order Number 15, also known as 40 Acres and a Mule, was reversed by President Andrew Johnson, who took who took back the land from approximately 40,000 African-American families in South Carolina, Georgia and Florida. You deal with all that history leading up to today. And that strengthens your argument to repair the damage that strengthens your argument to repair the damage. You use Juneteenth as a foundation to teach the real history. America needs a massive history lesson. Americans are woefully ignorant of history. So we're going to talk about those two topics on today's show. Okay, Juneteenth is about to become uh, a national holiday, but we have to correct the history. And then also, um, Governor Greg Abbott, of Texas has just signed an anti-critical race theory bill into law over objections from over objections from um, educators and civic groups over objections from educators and civic groups. Now, in the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct your own behavior. What you do for yourself what you do to yourself and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you can control the comforts of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now, we deal with a number of different topics here in the African History Network show. We deal with current events and history politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, to 22828 to sign up for our email newsletter. Or visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Um, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App or through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. I uh, did my lecture today, it's two and a half hours, dealing with the real history of Juneteenth and uh, Civil War history and um, Reconstruction uh, so it's a excellent presentation. It's available right now at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. It's uh, $10. It's in DVD format and digital download format. So we'll talk uh, some more about that. And I'll be in Atlanta Friday, uh, June 18th through Sunday, June 20th. 
at a, uh, Olympic Centennial Park for the ninth annual Juneteenth Festival and uh, Parade. Aggressive Development is a headliner act they're performing. Uh, there'll be about 100 to 130 uh, vendors, African-American vendors, Caribbean vendors, etc. African History Network will be there as well. We'll have a vendor booth. And I'm speaking Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, 3 p.m., and they tell me Sunday is 12.30 p.m., both in uh, the amphitheater. So we'll keep have updates on our social media platforms and um, my website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay, so I want to jump into uh, this first topic. Now, these two topics are connected. These two topics are connected. So we're going to jump into this. Uh, I want to go to clip number one, uh, Shakita from uh nbc news clip number one this deals with uh gop votes to make juneteenth holiday while trying to ban teaching it gop republicans vote to make juneteenth a holiday while trying to ban teaching it okay let's go to clip number one Take it off mute. Start it from getting it. Take it off mute. June 19, 1865 is the day that Union Army Major General Gordon Granger issued a general order officially and finally liberating the enslaved black people of Texas, which was the most remote part of the Confederacy who had still been kept under the whip months after Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered at Appomattox. In other words, it is the day of full national liberation that has been celebrated as such by African Americans for years. Now, there's been no national official holiday to mark this moment, but it looks like that's about to change. Earlier this evening, to loud applause, the House approved the bill to make Juneteenth a national holiday. On this vote, the yeas are 415, and the nays are 14. The bill is passed. The bill will now go to President Joe Biden's desk to be signed into law. And while 14 House Republicans voted against the bill tonight, yesterday the Senate adopted it unanimously. Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin had spent much of the last year objecting to it, he said, on cost grounds, but he finally backed down. And if you were surprised that all Republican senators who are simultaneously whipping up a moral panic about race and education would endorse such a holiday, listen very closely to how John Cornyn of Texas explained his reasoning earlier today. I think everybody saw this as something that would be an important symbolic gesture um, and a way to reach out to uh, people of different races and, and to say, I know that Juneteenth has been uh, has been celebrated within the African American community around the country in Texas and elsewhere, but frankly, this is something I think uh, all Americans can celebrate, and hopefully, this will promote uh, greater understanding into the history. Senator Cornyn, who represents Texas, where Governor Greg Abbott just signed a law today making it harder to teach about the history of white supremacy and racial hierarchy in America, endorses this vote on Juneteenth because he says. It is a symbolic gesture. What a tell, what a word to use as justification. 
this is the game. Here, have your holiday while we attack your right to vote and stop schools from teaching you what Juneteenth is even about or how it came about. It's pretty astoundingly cynical. But another way to see this is as a kind of success for the very forces that Greg Abbott and John Cornyn and so many others say they fear. At some point in time, the simple act of celebrating Juneteenth itself was seen as radical or weird or outside the mainstream of the sanitized story that white historians told about the war and its causes and aftermaths, about the nobility of the Confederacy and the men who fought and killed to preserve the most evil institutions. That version of history lost, at least in this battle, for this holiday, celebrating emancipation. The optimistic way to view this contradiction between the attack on education and voting while also endorsing the holiday is that when they say they are losing their country or their vision of it, they are right in a certain way. They are losing. The anti-critical race theory hysteria, the desperate attempts to reduce democratic participation are the activities of a coalition losing the battle of ideas. Let's hope they keep losing. Okay, pause it right there. Okay, so that's from All In with Chris Hayes. Uh, MSNBC. It's from Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. So now that was Senator John Cornyn. Senator John Cornyn, he's he's white, white male Republican from Texas. Senator John Cornyn has been advocating for uh, Juneteenth to become a national holiday, uh, you know, for for years. All right. Representative uh, Sheila Jackson Lee has been leading that charge. She's from Texas also. She represents Texas. So Senator Senator John uh, Cornyn has not been against that. He's been against some other things, but he's not been against that. So we're going to discuss all this on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, president and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting, LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701. We all know the cannabis industry is headed toward an uprise in the past decade. What happens when there is a brand that brings this uprise in a blow? The cannabis industry welcomes her uprise. Hustle Her Hemp. Delivering excellence with pride is her watchword, and how you choose to embrace it makes it a priority. From cultivating rich cannabis into exquisite and tastefully finished CBD products to delivery, Hustler Hemp leaves no stone unturned. Hustle Her Hemp's mission is to empower women of color by building business and creating legacies, uniting beauty, health, and business. We are a pure definition of how we want the CBD industry to become in the future. 
While we are redefining innovation, we bring the same energy to improving the quality of life. Hustle Her Hemp is the new Uprise. Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower yourself. Start your free trial today. 910, the Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Super Station, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. And we are live. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, so right before the break, we were talking about these two stories. Uh, the House of Representatives today passed the uh, Juneteenth bill to make Juneteenth a national holiday. Next, it goes to Joe Biden's desk. He's going to sign that into law. Secondly, on Tuesday, you know, we've been dealing with critical race theory and the attacks on critical race theory, the attacks on the 1619 Project. All this ties into history and an analysis of history. So on Tuesday, Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed in law a bill to uh, Texas uh, Governor Greg Abbott signed, signed into law a bill to ban the teaching of critical race theory. The objection of uh, educators and uh, civic groups. OK. So. We see all this deals with history and this ties into the fears that uh, many uh, white Republicans have in general. And this also ties into the, the fear of the browning of America. They fear a, a lot of these cultural changes, many of them. And uh, you have a lot of white people who who have a fear of the year 2043 when it's predicted that white people will no longer be the majority population in this country. And even though not all white people fear that, you have a good portion of them, of them that do. Most of them are Donald Trump supporters. So if we look at, um, we're gonna look at this first one. Also the call-in number is 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is the call-in number if you have a question or comment. 313-778-7600, okay? Uh, we're gonna go to that in just a second here. The the lecture, I did uh, my Juneteenth lecture today. So it's available at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Ended up being two and a half hours. I was trying to get it right at two and a half hours, and it's like two minutes, 29 seconds. I mean, uh, it's two, two hours, 29 minutes. So we got it right there. Um, this deals with the real history of Juneteenth. Okay, we do it. The Emancipation Proclamation, Juneteenth, the Emancipation Proclamation did not free the enslaved Africans. It's the 13th Amendment of 1860, ratified December 6, 1860. Um, so this presentation here, Juneteenth, 
Emancipation Day, but not Independence Day. Juneteenth is not Independence Day for African-Americans. Emancipation Day, but not Independence Day. We never got our 40 acres in a mule. We never got reparations to repair the damage. Now, those Africans who were enslaved by the five civilized tribes of Native Americans, the Choctaw, Chickasaw Creek, Cherokee, and Seminole Indians, they got some type of support. They got some type of uh, what you may call reparations or what have you. Okay, but overall, the four million enslaved Africans in general did not. So, did all this, all of this history is tied together. Okay. All right. So this is um, this is my presentation. It's uh, two and a half hours. You have this on DVD and digital download format. It's available right now at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We just posted the link here. It's available right now at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, it's on sale ten dollars. All right. So let's continue here. This is going to blow you away. Also, it's a visual presentation. Uh, so you're going to learn a lot. All right, let's look at this uh, first article here from the Washington Post. Washington Post has a really good uh, in-depth article on this. I read also the one from NBC News. Dealing with the House of Representatives passing Juneteenth, okay. Uh, the uh, anti-lynching bill. Now, people say they didn't ask for Juneteenth to be a holiday. You need to do more research. People have been trying to get make Juneteenth a national holiday for years. This is what happens when you come here and don't know what you're talking about. Need to do more research on the history of Juneteenth. People have been trying to make Juneteenth a national holiday for years. Uh, the anti-lynching bill. They ain't go do some research. Go to GovTrack.us and research the anti-lynching bill. Because it was it was reintroduced in the House of Representatives January 4th, 2021. It's in the House subcommittee now. It was reintroduced. January 4th, 2021, the day after the 117th Congress was sworn in on January 3rd, 2021. So people uh, go to govtrack.us to track bills and study bills and go to congress.gov to read these bills. Because I hear a whole lot of people talking and I can listen and tell they don't know what they're talking about. They haven't done the research. So let's look at this bill here. Let's look at this article here. From Congress, uh, uh, Congress votes overwhelmingly to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. The day commemorates the end of slavery in Texas in 1865. So Congress on Wednesday voted overwhelmingly to establish Juneteenth as a federal holiday, elevating the day marking the end of slavery in Texas to a national commemoration. Uh, to a national commemoration amid a larger reckoning about America's turbulent history with racism. Now, it didn't end slavery in Texas because you had slave owners in Texas who kept the information away from their slaves of General Order Number 3, and they're going to keep their slaves till 1866, okay? One of them was a white woman named Martha Gibbs. I talked about, talk about this in my lecture. Okay, that I did earlier today. One of them is named Martha Gibbs. All right. Not Marla Gibbs. Martha Gibbs. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Marla Gibbs had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to Marla Gibbs. Florence Johnston from the Jeffersons in uh, 
uh, Mary, Mary Jenkins from 227. So one of the things we have to do with Juneteenth is to get the history correct. Now, that was the day that uh, uh, you had 250,000 enslaved Africans in in uh, uh, te Texas. Major General Gordon Granger and his almost 2,000 troops, they get into Texas on June, uh, on June 18th, the day before, and they're going through Texas delivering the news to these different plantations. There, there, there were there were slaves who got the news the day after June 19th. OK, they're going through different parts of Texas to deliver this news. June June 19th did happen. He did deliver uh, the news to enslaved Africans in Galveston, Texas. But that's just a date that they just decided to settle on as June 19th. But they were delivering that the day after June 19th also the day after June 19th. So it's important to note that even though you could say the majority of slaves got the news, but that is not what set them free. It's going to be the massive. It's going to be the 13th Amendment of 1865. Ratified June 6th. It was uh, ratified June, uh, uh, December 6th, 1865. That's what's le legally going to free the slaves. Emancipation Proclamation of January 1st, 1863 did not free the slaves. This is why when you read it, if you read it, go to LOC.gov, Library of Congress website, or go to uh, Congress.gov and read all this stuff. You have to go read it. This is why we have to understand law. This is why Juneteenth is important because it ties into history. It ties into the history of slavery. It ties into law. It ties into the U.S. Constitution. Article six of the U.S. Constitution clearly tells you that the U.S. Constitution, all the previous treaties and all of the subsequent treaties are the supreme law of the land. All this is connected. We can tie uh, Juneteenth. We can tie that to the Texas state constitution of 1876 that had the phrase in it, purity of the ballot box. And purity of the ballot box is ultimately going to be used to put impediments, obstacles in the way of African-American men voting to get around the 15th Amendment. This is going to lead to all white primaries like in 1918. We've talked about that here. This is going to lead to all white primaries like in 1918. And all this is, is connected to uh, Mississippi and the Mississippi State Constitution of 1890, the Louisiana State Constitution of 1898, the Grandfather Clause of 1898, Plessy versus Ferguson of 1896. This is all connected to history and law. Then this ties into the argument to repair the damage from history and law. So if you think this is just something symbolic, you don't understand the connection of history and law and how this is extremely important. Because you use we have to use this as a foundation, one, to correct the history, because there's an attack on teaching the history. So we have to use this as a national platform to correct the history and teach the history and then address laws and policies that are the result of history. This is all connected. Let's continue. So, you, you know, we talked about the, uh, uh, which one was it? We can look at, um, 
Texas State Constitution, 1876. So Texas comes, keep in mind, see, Texas comes into the Union. And, and the other thing is this ties directly into Texas history, which is extremely important, which then ties into, is connected to what's in the Texas textbooks in schools. Because there's a concerted effort in uh, uh, Texas schools to obscure the teaching of slavery. And the way Texas schools and the way California schools go with the textbooks influences the textbooks that are used all around the country and the education of children all around the country because those are two of the largest, they have two of the largest school districts in the country. Uh, Texas and California, they have, the, they have like the largest number of students in the country, Texas, California, and the state of New York. So let's see here. Uh, well, people get a paid day off. Uh, Juneteenth would be a federal holiday, so they get a, a, a paid day off. If there if there's funds for nonprofit organizations to get federal funds to teach the history of Juneteenth, we better get that money. If, 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 if we, we need to research this, Congress go, go to congress.gov. If there's federal funds to use for organizations to teach the history of Juneteenth, we better get that money and you better contact me, bring me in as a speaker. Think I'm playing? No, I'm not. You remember this article here from the Washington Post? A Texas bill drew ire for saying it would preserve preserve purity of the ballot box. Here's the phrase's history. Now, that this goes back to the 1876 Texas State Constitution. That's 11 years after Juneteenth. This Texas State Constitution is law. That's 11 years after Juneteenth. It, it was a word choice loaded with history. The Democratic lawmaker said because it was the state representative Republican Briscoe Payne looks like a little eighth grader. He's, he, he loves the Texas state constitution and the bill said its purpose was to punish fraud. The, the new uh, law that they were passing is voter restriction law in Texas. It said its purpose was to punish fraud and maintain quote purity of the ballot box end quote as instructed by the Texas state constitution of 1876. He's quoting the Texas state constitution that, that was adopted 11 years after Juneteenth, after June 19th, 1865. The word, it, it was a word choice loaded with history. The Democratic lawmaker said Thursday, a phrase that fueled all white primaries during the era of Jim Crow laws and justified the disenfranchisement of people deemed unfit to vote. The bill's language got to the heart of Democrats' criticisms. What Republicans said about their intentions, this bill was the latest in a long tradition of keeping people of color from the polls. Okay? Now, it didn't make it illegal for African Americans to vote, but it was a, a obstacle in the way of them voting. Like, um, 
literacy tests and poll taxes, it didn't make it illegal for African-Americans to vote. It just put all these obstacles in the way of you voting. So you either discouraged or you flunked the test or you can tell them how many jelly beans were in the jar. So they didn't say they, they didn't say it's illegal for African-Americans to vote. They just put these obstacles in the way. Um, the word purity has a long and racist legacy in the South, historians said. Purity of the ballot box is more obscure. Several scholars said they were not aware of it being used for discrimination, and it was enshrined in the Texas Constitution of 1876, which did not bar black people from voting. To others, though, it conjures century-old justifications for excluding black voters and rules that have disproportionately kept minorities from casting ballots, but it's tied to the all-white primaries that they had in Texas, like in all-white primary of 1918. So read the rest of this article here. A Texas bill drew ire for saying it would preserve purity of the ballot box. This is from the Washington Post. This is from uh, May 9th, 2021. Okay, just last month. Now, um, let's continue here. So let's go back to the one with um, I want to go back to the one from today. All right. So this um, the, the Juneteenth uh, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. This is the first new federal holiday created by Congress since 1983 when lawmakers voted to establish uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day after a 15 year fight to commemorate the assassinated civil rights leader. Uh, the vote was heralded by the bill supporters as a milestone in the effort to foster a greater recognition of the horrors of slavery. Okay. Now you, you, um, you have a lot of people that say, Oh, this doesn't give any tangibles, things like this. You don't see the connection between this and, and, and reparations, but you can't tell us how to get reparations. See, this is what happened with, when people don't do research, they don't understand how all this is connected. The vote was heralded by the bill supporters as a milestone in the effort to foster a greater recognition of the horrors of slavery in the United States and the long history of inequality that followed emancipation and continues to this day. So you draw, you, you have to do, do a chronology of history from 1865 all the way up to today through the redlining, Jim Crow segregation, housing discrimination, U.S. Interstate Highway Acts of 1952 and 56. That drive 41,000 miles of U.S. interstate highways. They run through African-American communities like they ran through North Tulsa, where Black Wall Street was, and wiped out remaining businesses, wiped out homes. And then we see how these laws and policies that coming after slavery tie to racism, tie right directly into the structural, structural inequities that we are dealing with today. All this is connected. So when we talk about repairing the damage, it's not it's not repairing the damage of 246 years of slavery. No, that means you don't understand history. 
it's slavery and a legacy of slavery that leads you right to today in the conditions today. And all you have to do is look at the article from, you look at the study from um, uh, Citigroup Bank. We talked about that a lot here on this show. We don't deal with gossip and all this superfluous nonsense. We deal with real substance here. All you have to do is, is, is look at the uh, study from Citigroup Bank from September 2020, which documents how the U.S. economy has lost $16 trillion in, in just a 20-year period of time from, 20, from the year 2000 to the year 2020. And it's because of racism. Racism is a system of advantage and privilege distributed based upon race, which comes out of the ideology of European white supremacy. Racism has cost the U.S. 16 trillion city group fines. This is from September 23rd, 2020. America could have been $16 trillion richer if not for inequities in education, housing, wages, and business investments between African-American and white Americans over the past 20 years, new research concludes. This is the legacy of slavery, if you actually understand history and understand the laws and policies put in place. You can look at the New Deal and the GI Bill and how many African-Americans who earned the benefits of the GI Bill were discriminated against and could not take advantage of the uh, of the uh, low interest loans to buy homes, especially homes being built in the newly formed suburbs because we were being redlined and, and, and uh, uh, discriminated against there. So we couldn't purchase those homes and accumulate wealth. Or couldn't get the low interest loans to start businesses. OK, or face obstacles in trying to. Uh, use the loans to go to college, even though some of us could. But when you go research the GI Bill, the, after, because the resources were put into the hands at the state level, then a lot of the southern states were allowed to discriminate against us when we deal with the GI Bill. The study released uh, by Citigroup in September 2020 is the latest, is the latest in the body of research that attempts to quantify the economic impact of systemic racism. The latest in the body of research that attempts to quantify, quantify the economic impact of systemic racism. Citigroup arrived at a $16 trillion figure after estimating African-American workers have lost $113 billion in potential wages over the past two decades because they couldn't get a college degree. The housing market lost $218 billion in sales because African-American applicants could not get home loans. About $13 trillion in business revenue never flowed into the economy because African-American entrepreneurs could not access bank loans. What's more, the U.S. could have. $5 trillion, $5 trillion in gross domestic product over the next five years if those gaps in others were closed today. So when we talk about repairing the damage of slavery, we no, a check ain't going to do it. Just cutting a check is not going to do it. That means you don't understand the history and the damage that's taking place. You also have to address the laws and policies that were put in place that caused the damage that created the structural inequities and keep the structural inequities in place.
It has to be comprehensive, but you have to understand history to deal with this. You have to understand history to deal with this. Now, some people say, well, no amount is going to do it. Uh, you should start with the Black Freeman Indian Treaties of 1866 because those black people actually got land. They got free taxes. They got uh, uh, citizenship in Native American nations. And a lot of the early African-American landowners in North Tulsa, where Black Wall Street was, a lot of them got land from these Indian treaties because they, because they were owned by the Choctaw, Chickasaw Creek, Cherokee, and Seminole Indians. And Tulsa, Oklahoma was founded by Creek Indians in 1834 who got pushed off their land in southeastern United States because of the, because of the Indian Removal Act. And they took their African slaves into Oklahoma with them. I'm trying to tell you, this is a you can do a, a straight line. All this is connected. So when we talk about repairing the damage. The model we should look at, look at the Black Freedmen Indian Treaties of 1866. That's how you got a sour that's how you got a sour rector. The richest Afro-American girl in America in 1913 was a multimillionaire because oil was discovered. She lived in Oklahoma and oil was discovered on her land. There were massive land giveaways. The Dawes Allotment Act of 1887. African-Americans, some, some African-Americans who were part of these Native American nations got land because of the Black Freedmen Indian Treaties of 1866 and the Dawes Allotment Act of 1887. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. These laws are still on the books. Not the Black Freedmen Indian Treaties. The, the, the Indian Treaties of 1866 are still being enforced today. But many of the black freedmen were pushed out of these treaties in 1941. And, they, and their descendants were pushed out of these treaties in 1941. St those treaties are still being enforced today for the Choctaw, Chickasaw Creek, Cherokee, and Seminole Indians. Read an article here from... FaceToFaceAfrica.com. Meet Sal Rector, the 12-year-old who became America's youngest black millionaire in 1913. Sal Rector was born in Indian Territory on March 3rd, 1902. According to sources, she was considered colored, though not African-American, but she was African-American. She was black. She was African descent. Her parents were owned by Creek Indians before the Civil War. As the site U.S. Slave explains, she and some 600 other black children were entitled to land allotments as the children of enslaved people belonging to the Creek Indian Nation. Why is this? Well, in 1866, the year after Juneteenth, I'm, I'm trying to tell you all this stuff is connected. This is the year after the Civil War ends. In 1866, the Creek Indian Nation signed a treaty with the United States government promising to emancipate their 16,000 slaves and incorporate them into their nation as citizens entitled to, quote, equal interest in soil and national lands. They got some type of reparations. So we don't have to run around trying to reinvent the wheel. You can look at what's already in place. We don't have to run around trying to reinvent the wheel. You can look at what's already in place. Two decades later, the federally imposed Dawes Allotment Act of 1887 sparked the beginning of the total assimilation 
of the Indians of the so-called five civilized tribes by forcing them to live on individually owned lots of land instead of communally as they had done for centuries. Now, oil is going to be discovered on her land because oil was discovered in Oklahoma and discovered in Tulsa in 1905. Oil is going to be discovered on her land. She's going to become a multimillionaire. She's a multimillionaire in 1913. So, read this. Meet Sarah Rector, the 12-year-old who became America's youngest black millionaire. One of the reasons why Oklahoma had the most number of black townships in the country, about 50 of them, that ties into the Black Freedmen Indian Treaties of uh, 1866. And this is the history of Tulsa, Oklahoma and Black Wall Street. How do we know? Well, let's look at this piece right here. Nine entrepreneurs who helped build Black Wall Street, history.com, official website of the History Channel. They have a lot of information that is correct. I've read hundreds of articles they have. May 14th, 2021, African Americans and land ownership in Oklahoma. Before the Greenwood District was established, African Americans came in the mid 19th century as slaves of the five civilized tribes, the term used for the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Choctaw Creek, and Seminole uh, Native American tribes who were forced from their land in the southeast part of the United States resettling in Oklahoma, then known as Indian Territory. After the Civil War, under the terms of the 1860s of the treaties of 1866, and treaties are the supreme law of the land, along with the U.S. Constitution, based upon Article 6, under the terms of the treaties of 1866, these African-Americans were emancipated with some integrating into the tribes, a relationship that would later provide freedmen with their own land. Hannibal B. Johnson, one of the top historians on Tulsa and the history of Black Wall Street, he said, quote, the relative wealth of some black folks in Oklahoma comes in part through their connection to the tribes and their land ownership comes to comes in part from their connection to the tribes and their land ownership. His new book is Black Wall Street 100 an American City grapples with this historical racial trauma. Okay? His previous book on Black Wall Street is this one here. Black Wall Street from Ride to Renaissance in Tulsa's historic Greenwood District. This came out in 2008. That's the edition I have. I think it came out before then. Yeah, I think it was revised, but this one came out in 2008. His new one just came out for the 100th uh, commemoration of Juneteenth. All right. Uh, let's continue here. The Dawes Allotment, the, the Dawes Allotment Act of 1887 authorized the U.S. government to, to divide tribal territories into allotments for individual Native Americans, which included black members, which included black members. See, they got their 40 acres in the mule. This is what I'm trying to explain to people. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. 
These are laws still on the books right now. That's where we that's where we need to start research. As word spread that Indian Territory was a safe place for African-Americans to settle. Between 1865 and 1920, more than 50 black townships were founded. A lot of them got land from those treaties to form these townships. Read this article, read this one here. Nine entrepreneurs who helped build Tulsa's Black Wall Street. All right, now, let's look at um, Governor Greg Abbott in Texas. Read this article and um, probably talk about it some more next week. Uh, Dallas Morning uh, Dallas Morning News. I printed up this article here. Dallas Morning News. Um, let's pull this up. Governor Abbott signs anti-critical race theory bill into law over objections from educators and civic groups. Governor Greg Abbott, Republican of Texas signs anti-critical race theory bill into law over objections from educators and civic groups. Opponents say the Texas law, which goes into effect uh, September 1st, will have a chilling effect on schools. This is why I said we, we have to use uh, uh, Juneteenth, especially becoming a, a national holiday, use that as an opportunity to teach the real history and correct this history and 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 this history has to be taught in schools. This this whole attack on critical race theory is fake because critical race theory is not being taught in K through 12. You just have a whole lot of hysteria and most of them can't even tell you what critical race theory is. Most Republicans who are complaining about critical race theory can't even tell you what it is, don't know what it is. And as we talked about on yesterday's show, they're just lumping a whole bunch of things that they don't like dealing with race and racism and systemic racism, 1619 Project Slavery. They're just lumping all that in and calling it critical race theory. And it's not. If we look at this, uh, this one right here and uh, we'll out of time here on 910 AM Superstation WFDF, those uh, watching on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network and uh, our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel. Keep watching. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, you can uh, register for the, uh, I mean, my uh, new lecture is there um, uh, dealing with the history, the real history of Juneteenth. Uh, we have that there. But if you look at this one here from Yahoo.com, uh, just look this up. We don't have time to get into it. An Alabama Republican who is trying to ban critical race theory was stumped when asked to define it. This is from June 15, 2021. He's trying to ban critical race theory. He couldn't tell you what it was. All right. All right. I'll see you all in uh, Atlanta, June 18th through the 20th. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com for more information. Also, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App and through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Right now, it's correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you next, next time. Peace. All right. If we look at this one here, and we're going to keep going for a few more minutes and not to get out of here. Um, 
An Alabama Republican who was trying to ban critical race theory was stumped when asked to define it. Alabama, Alabama State, State Representative Chris Pringle is trying to ban critical race theory from schools. It's not being taught in schools, so why are you trying to ban it? But in a recent interview with AL.com, Alabama.com, AL.com, he struggled to define critical race theory. Critical race theory is a practice that examines America's history of racism and how it's still, it, well, really, it's a legal analysis. They, the way they stated it is incorrect. It's a, it's a legal analysis. It's taught at graduate schools and college, and it's taught in law school. It's a legal analysis to uh, study how laws are, are used to oppress non-white people, especially African-Americans. It's a, it's a We're back. Stand by. Uh, um, so check out this article here. So I've got to get out of here as well. From um, Yahoo News. Uh, a Republican lawyer in Alabama who's trying to ban critical race theory from being taught in school struggled to define the concept when asked by a political commentator. Uh, let's see here. Okay. As part of his definition, he said the practice teaches students certain children are inherently bad because of the color of their skin. That's not what critical race theory teaches. When pressed to name a specific person claiming to teach that, Representative Pringle responded, yeah, uh, well, I can assure you I'll have to read a lot more. This, this is what I'm saying. These people, are what they're calling critical race theory is not critical race theory. They have no clue what critical race theory is. When you ask them what is it, explain it to me, they can't do it. Okay. All right. So check that out from uh, Yahoo News and the piece from Dallas Morning Star um, on Governor Greg Abbott. Check out that one as well. We'll talk about that um, in one of the later dates uh, when I when I come back from uh, Atlanta. But this article here from Dallas News. Governor Abbott signs uh, anti-critical race theory bill. Governor Greg Abbott signs anti-critical race theory bill into law over objections from educators and civic groups. Okay, so on Tuesday, June 15th, uh, Texas became the latest conservative state to ban certain concepts related to race and racism from, from being used in classrooms, ignoring the passionate objections of educators who said they saw the new, they saw the new law. They say the new law will make it harder for them to teach about America's true past. Okay. This is why Juneteenth is so important because this gives an opportunity for us to deal with the real history, but you got to learn the history first. This deals with our this deals with the opportunity to deal with the real history that they don't want taught in schools. Uh, a bill that legislators say sought to ban critical race theory in school, but never defined or mentioned the concept explicitly stirred fear among educators that there could be repercussions for broaching current event for, for, from talking about current events during class, from talking about current events during class. Governor Greg Abbott signed the broad legislation into law without fanfare 
according to the Texas, according to uh, the Texas Legislature online service, the law will go into effect in September. The governor's spokeswoman did not respond to the Dallas Morning News request for comment Tuesday night. Now, educators and civic advocates question the vague language in the bill, question how the vague language in the bill actually translates into the classroom and whether a legal challenge could strike down this bill. Now, you know, it was, uh, you know, Saturday, Saturday, June 12th, thousands of teachers across the country uh, were protesting and organizing in person and online. And they, that was uh, the National Day of uh, Action, okay? National Day of Action, we talked about that. That was started by the Zen Education Project. Uh, teachers across the country protest laws restricting lessons on racism. They're fighting against these restrictive laws. Now, they'll, closely, uh, they'll be closely watching how the State Board of Education takes on the legislature's mandate and revamps Texas social studies curriculum. Quote, we've got a piece of junk legislation for us to work with, said Pat Hardy, a Republican member of the State Board of Education and a former history teacher who had hoped Governor Greg Abbott would veto the legislation. The legislature approved the bill in the dramatic final days of session after hours of debate and procedural back and forth. So read the rest of uh, the article here from Dallas Morning News dealing with Governor Greg Abbott signing a bill uh, that bans critical race theory and is causing problems with educators and civics groups, civic groups. All right. Uh, my new lecture is uh, on Juneteenth. It's available uh, right now at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. It's in DVD format and digital download format. Uh, it's uh, $10. It's a two and a half hour presentation. Juneteenth, Emancipation Day. But not Independence Day. We never got our 40 acres in the mule. Uh, it's going to presentation is going to blow you away. Here's the link for it. You can email me also uh, ahn show at africanhistorynetwork.com for more information. Ahn show at africanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, we'll have this on the homepage of our website as well. Okay, we'll have this on the homepage of our website, uh, africanhistorynetwork.com. And if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Uh, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. And through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. So we have six days a week. This also is keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting. This will help me get also to and from Atlanta because I have to pay my way to and from Atlanta, even though I'm, I'm speaking there. I got to still cover expenses and pay my way there and pay my way back. Uh, but this helps us keep broadcasting and keep doing the research. So you can support us through uh, Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN Show, through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me, forward slash the AHN Show. When you do it through Cash App, be sure to send it to the actual African History Network Cash App account, the real one, mine. Our, hashtag, our, cash, tap, add, our cash app tag is dollar sign, the AHN Show, S-H-O-W. And it says my name, Michael, shows my picture there. These other two are fake. Somebody set these up. They've been stealing money from us. These are not African History Network Cash App accounts. Okay, so if you sent money to the fake ones, let pay, uh, uh, Cash App know 
and tell them to send them your money back. You can send it to us. All right, we have to get out of here right now. It's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. Uh, Wakanda forever. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, visit JuneteenthATL.com, JuneteenthATL.com for the Juneteenth Festival also. All right. And I have uh, information on my website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, about the Juneteenth Festival and uh, me being there as well. Okay. It's uh, Friday, June 18th through Sunday, June 20th. Uh, um, Olympic Centennial Park is free and open to the public. Good family event. Parade is Saturday. Uh, parade starts Saturday, 12 noon on, uh, on Auburn Avenue. Okay. All right, so we have to get out of here. Remember, right now it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. Uh, Wakanda forever. And uh, I'll see a lot of you all in uh, Atlanta at the Juneteenth Festival. Okay. All right, talk to you later. Peace. Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower yourself. Start your free trial today. Are you getting ready for fall or winter? We have the solution for all seasonal clothing needs. Cometicwear.com is the go-to online source for Cometic African fashion and lifestyle products with a contemporary twist. We're committed to offering unique styles reflecting our African heritage. Cometicwear.com is inspired by Cometicscribes.com to influence our people in learning and showing pride. Please visit our website at Cometicwear.com. We all know the cannabis industry is headed toward an uprise in the past decade. What happens when there is a brand that brings this uprise in a blow? The cannabis industry welcomes her uprise. Hustle Her Hemp. Delivering excellence with pride is her watchword, and how you choose to embrace it makes it a priority. From cultivating rich cannabis into exquisite and tastefully finished CBD products to delivery, Hustler Hemp leaves no stone unturned. Hustle Her Hemp's mission is to empower women of color by building business and creating legacies, uniting beauty, health, and business. We are a pure definition of how we want the CBD industry to become in the future. While we are redefining innovation, we bring the same energy to improving the quality of life. Hustle Her Hemp is the new Uprise. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, 
PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701. Digital Dandelion Technical Solutions works with businesses like yours to create an operations manual for your business, which is something many businesses don't have. According to AARP, more than 30% of small business owners are over 50 years old. Many business owners want to retire by selling their businesses or by passing their businesses on to their children. However, according to Forbes Investment Advisors, many retiring owners attempt to sell their businesses for retirement fail. You cannot sell your business without a business manual. Your children also cannot inherit your business because there is no way to run it. Your business does not have to die when you leave. Their business Bible products will give you the tools you need for a thriving business that can make you money even after you retire. Are you looking at increasing your business's annual revenue? Digital Dandelions can help you make at least $100,000 in annual revenue and expand your business. Speak with them today about solidifying your business. Visit DigitalDandelions.com today and get a free 30-minute consultation. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting, LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface Tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701. We all know the cannabis industry is headed toward an uprise in the past decade. What happens when there is a brand that brings this uprise in a blow? The cannabis industry welcomes her uprise. Hustle her hemp. Delivering excellence with pride is her watchword and how you choose to embrace it makes it a priority. From cultivating rich cannabis into exquisite and tastefully finished CBD products to delivery, Hustler Hemp leaves no stone unturned. Hustler Hemp's mission is to empower women of color by building business and creating legacies, uniting beauty, health, and business. We are a pure definition of how we want the CBD industry to become in the future. While we are redefining innovation, we bring the same energy to improving the quality of life. Hustle Her Hemp is the new Uprise.
With BlackBusinessTea.com, the messages are clear and meaningful. Keep your business in the black and out of the red. Mind your black business, know your numbers, and plan strategically. Black Business Boss, lead your industry. Support black business, encourage, patronize, and uplift one another. BlackBusinessTea.com currently has products sold in Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, and Los Angeles with proceeds returned to the black community. They have a wide selection of hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, hats, sweatshirts that support black-owned businesses. Visit the website blackbusinesstea.com. That's blackbusinesstea.com. For 25 years, the Black History 101 Mobile Museum has carried on the rich legacy of the Black Museum movement in America by showcasing original artifacts of the Black experience at colleges, universities, K-12 schools, corporations, libraries, conferences, and cultural events, making it the most traversed Black History mobile exhibit in American history. Dr. Khalid El Hakim is the founder of the Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum, and he is a highly sought-after public speaker on topics of black history, social studies, education, museum studies, hip-hop, and race relations. Dr. Khalid was named among the changemakers for NBC Universal's Erase the Hate campaign and listed as one of the 100 Men of Distinction for Black Enterprise. He recently founded the Michigan Hip Hop Archive on the campus of Western Michigan University. The Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum is currently scheduling in-person and virtual exhibits nationwide. For more information, please contact Dr. Khalid Al-Hakim directly at 313-645-4197, 313-645-4197, or visit their website at blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. That's blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. You can also email him at bhistory101 at yahoo.com, bhistory101 at yahoo.com. 